welcome to our Friday Five Live podcast hosted by Meg Foster. Meg has spent 20 years in higher education focused on student success initiatives and working in areas such as orientation, faculty development, online learning, student leadership, and first-year initiatives. So I am so grateful to be with you all um, today for our Friday Five Live. We have Quincy Jackson. He is um, the Executive Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Chattanooga State Community College. Um, And this is an incredibly big deal because this is an inaugural position um, that Quincy is in. So he has a lot to share with us today. and, and a lot to unpack in a very short amount of time, but it's all such exciting work because Quincy is really building this um, as um, at Chattanooga State um, Community College. So we are grateful um, for Quincy's conversation today. As we um, celebrate Pride Month, it is June, um, and we need to have important conversations around how we can support um, our LGBTQ plus students um, and also colleagues. So Quincy, thank you so much for joining us today on our Friday Five Live. Thank you, Meg, I appreciate you having me. This is a great conversation. Um, I could talk to Quincy forever. Um, and when we are done, everybody else is gonna wanna talk with you forever too. But um, would love for you to share with us, is there anything in particular that Chattanooga State um, is doing to honor Pride Month? Um, we always know it's kind of tricky in higher education because we've wrapped up the spring semester and now it's June, um, but would love to hear anything you've got going on on your campus. Yeah, so I've been here um, a little over a year. Um, and so what the first thing that we did, we implemented a climate survey on campus to kind of gauge how our employees feel about their multiple identities you bring to Chattanooga State. And we saw early on that we just needed a space for our LGBTQ faculty and staff uh, to join. So we started um, an LGBTQ ERG. And ERG really is, if you don't know what that means, it's an employee resource group, uh, all these acronyms we throw around. Uh, An employee resource group really are just affinity groups um, to create a sense of belonging. And they're very prevalent throughout the business community. So you have African-American employee organizations, you have one for women, uh, there are also some for Latinx employees. And so for this one, this particular um, group, our rainbow chat, as we call it, um, is important because it provides a space for us to be ourselves. Those of us who identify as members of the LGBTQ plus community, um, oftentimes um, our identity is something that is hidden. Uh, we come out the closet, but what we also want others to recognize is that there are many times we have to go back into the closet. And mm-hmm. so it's a continuous basis. You just don't come out the closet once. So me telling you that I'm gay here, that was coming out of the closet. But if we are in areas that where our safety could be um, at risk, our, our mental, psychological health, you know, it, it's difficult to always champion um, just our identities for who you are. So these are very complex conversations. So at Chattanooga State, we did create a space um, to be ourselves. And a beauty that the virtual environment has given us is that people can join without disclosing their names. And so you can be on camera um, if you're not comfortable um, outing yourself on campus quite yet. That's fine. Just send us a link. Uh, I'm sorry, an email, we'll send you the link. Just let us know who you are so we don't get Zoom bombed. Uh, but say, hey, I'm interested in joining. Your secret's safe with me. Join under this name and you can be a part of our um, community. So that's been wonderful um, for us and we've seen it grow. And so just knowing that we have so many members of the LGBTQ plus community on campus um, has been phenomenal and given the space to go to has also been very rewarding. 
That is amazing. And I, I hadn't really thought about how this year has given people maybe a safer space, right. To, to explore, to feel supported. Um, Is that something that you see kind of moving forward as we're making the shift, you know, coming back to campus, um, but maybe you'll continue some of those online outreach efforts. Yeah, we meet. So it's been tricky because I would love to meet in person and meet everyone, but knowing that we all come from different circumstances and some of us just have just really um, traumatic life experiences. Um, so recognizing the need to provide just that initial safety net, I do think for the time being, we will continue to meet on Zoom um, moving forward. Now, I just met in my office right before we met uh, with our new, the leader of our group, um, Shale Kilgore, who for, we are now having a logo uh, being developed for uh, Rainbow Chat, for Chattanooga State Pride. Um, and doing um, kind of like an employee welcome, hey, meet your colleagues type of um, announcement on campus we're starting. So here's Quincy, um, here's some things about him. Um, and this is his story, his narrative of being out at Chat State. And so we're gonna highlight um, a couple of employees a week during Pride Month. So it's just more relational on campus. And so it brings pride right down to your coworker. Um, not only do we uh, work with members of the LGBT community, we know them and you may not know it, you know them. Uh, and this is our story. I love that. I love that. And that really leads us so nicely into um, wanting to hear from you, you know, in your role, sort of what do you see as some best practices for providing training and support resources for our faculty and staff? I'm thinking about as we're working with students, but it may also be as we're working with one another, right? Um, so that we can be supportive um, of our LGBTQ plus students and colleagues. The best thing that as far as through this lens, the, the, the gender and, and sexual identity lens, um, is to just a great space through language. It's, it's very important for the LGBTQ community um, when we're speaking to us. One is pronouns, obviously, that's been in the, the national conversation lately, um, good and bad. Um, it's just saying, hey, you know, this is how I recognize myself. How would you like to be recognized? Um, and understanding also that we are confined with the pronouns that exist in our language. Um, you know, it's very binary. So that I think that may just really influence how we think about things. Um, we segregate them out, but you know, sex is different than gender. And so having that conversation is really important. Um, the second thing is to approach um, anything you don't understand through a lens of kindness and curiosity. And so it's okay to not understand something. There are a multitude of things I don't understand. Um, and that's fine. You know, we are all on the path to learn more and get better because we all have our own experience. But my experience is different than yours, Meg. And so the goal then is, hey, enlighten me. Let, let me learn a little more what it's like to be in your shoes. I, I'll never know fully, but I can gain some insight um, to just kind of expand our relationship a little more. And a third would be, um, it's always best practice too, when you talk about um, LGBTQ plus identities um, to recognize what those acronym, what the acronym means and how um, like gender is very different than LGB um, in that gender is only one that uh, within that um, acronym is not based on a sexual orientation, it's based on a gender dynamic. And so when we lump them together because of movements um, and rightly so I believe, uh, we just need to understand what conversation we're having and who we're having it with. So the experience of being a black gay man um, in the South 
maybe is very different than being um, an Asian lesbian in San Francisco. Uh, we have a lot of commonalities, but our experience is different because we walk through the world differently and our context is different. And so, um, you know, the same narrative doesn't exist for an entire community. Uh, there are commonalities, we can address it through there. But, you know, at the end of the day, we all are human beings at a granular level. And so that's what we need to address. Um, and that's what diversity really comes into play. Um, how is your human experience different than mine? And uh, let's learn from each other about that and show each other grace. I love that. I love that. That how is your human experience different than mine? And let's learn together and, and experience that with grace. I'm, you know, as, as I've shared with you, Quincy, I'm the mom of three and our oldest is eighth in the eighth grade. And I love how her perception of humans and understanding of, of gender and diversity is so different than my experience was when I was 14. Um, and so I often, you know, we often have conversations and I'm like, all right, you're going to have to educate, you know, your old mom here. Um, you know, and, and, and she's so delighted to get to be the kind of expert in our conversation and exploring these, you know, things that mom is like, okay, I want to make sure I'm using the right language here. Um, and, and what is the language that you're hearing being used? And because and I want to be um, respectful and, and kind and um, full of grace. So Quincy, I love that. I think that's so, so it just really gets at the heart of our conversations um, that I hope we're having at home as well as, you know, at our schools um, and workplaces. That's right. That's absolutely correct. And, and, to piggyback off that, you know, one, one of the things I'm learning quickly is that the conversations I'm having to the younger generation, <laughs> these conversations are already antiquated and outdated. Uh, and so we, we need to really talk amongst our employees uh, because the students, they mostly, they get it. Uh, not all, because uh, we are all, um, you know, on a journey to learn more. Uh, right. But for the, the most part, uh, there's just an understanding there. Um, but for those of us who have grew up in a different time, an era, you know, where being in the closet was the modus operandi, you know, we need to recognize now that uh, we're dealing with a population where their gender identity is prominent and they do um, request and demand respect for their own dignity and, and, and pronoun usage and to be recognized as they are in a particular space. And I'm thankful for that because it's making us interrogate things that we thought we knew and things that we mispracticed, even me. Um, okay, well, why do we do that? And, and uh, you know, we had a, a interesting policy review uh, where it was suggested that we um, remove they and just put he or she. Um, and so there was a, it's like, well, well, why are we doing that? You know, so uh, it was a suggestion that was made. Let's just use titles to just completely not use gender pronouns. Um, anyway, so I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good practice to use. Uh, we shouldn't have to gender positions. Uh, in gender positions. So just you're the supervisor of so and such and this supervisor of so and so is expected to do this. So that's a, that's a strategy that you can use um, to move away from the gender dynamic altogether. Um, but, you know, we talk about what it means to be a human being and what it means to make space. Um, how can you come to work as your full self in a responsible way? And I always like to say responsible authenticity because you know you can be authentic and just break down right now. If I was upset about something, I'd be authentic and cry, but it may not be responsible for me to do that. Um, so you have to always kind of um, balance being honest and being yourself with um, 
role modeling leadership skills. This is all so, so as we think about kind of wrapping up Quincy, cause I could talk to you for all day. Let's be honest, we're, we're gonna have to do this again cause this is, there's, there's too much to unpack here. I think that kind of nicely brings us into this kind of final question about, you know, our, our students. And you've mentioned how our students are sometimes in different places. Now, you know, in the community college environment, our students span all backgrounds, all ages, right? Um, you know, I just taught a six-year-old um, this semester in one of my class, uh, one of my classes. But any recommendations for anything else we can do to really support um, our LGBTQ plus students? Uh, um, one of the things that's worked for me in the past, and I've been recipient of this, is this active allyship. You know, I've been in a lot of meetings where somebody may have said something, and not intentional, maybe very unintentional, um, that could be a bit anti-LGBT, anti-gay, uh, just making a joke. And there's, there's been a person to say, hey, you know, that's not really funny or, um, or um, kind of redirect the conversation to where it maybe just feel um, appreciated as a way. Because I didn't feel courageous enough at that moment to just come up the closet, hey, you know, as a gay man, I don't like that joke. It's very intimidating to, to uh, be a self-advocate. Uh, where your own psychological safety is on the line and you don't know the response is going to be. Um, and I try to be out on purpose to Chattanooga State to just, you know, disrupt the space. Um, and it's, it's hard uh, when I go into meetings and, and you hear things. But, you know, there there's there have been uh, our allies and, and thank God for them who have, you know, kind of taken up our banner on our behalf uh, without even me knowing that they were our ally. They not know that I was gay. They just done it in these means, complete strangers. And so that's one way to always just kind of break that space. You know, the difference between um, LGBTQ identities in our communities that it's a, it's a hidden identity until we disclose who we are. We don't wear it. It's not a salient identity that we wear outside like skin or, or you know, oftentimes gender. We express our gender roles. And so you never know who's in the room. So just always be mindful, even if you're making a joke that you think is funny or mundane or, um, or you, you may not mean any harm, um, just think about how it's going to land. Because uh, you could be talking to someone or about someone who's in the closet in your very presence. You know, we all know a lot of gay people. You may not know you know them, um, but there are a lot of us who are still in the closet because uh, we come from very different family and social situations. So just be kind. You know, if it's not kind, there's no need to say it, even if you think it's funny, um, you know, because sometimes jokes can be used as a mechanism to hurt people, uh, mm -hmm. to reinforce values that we have, but through a lens of comedy. And so just be mindful that, you know, somebody else's um, is making a joke of someone's expense is very hurtful and harmful. That's great advice. And to remember that we don't know how we can, you never know who you're being the ally to in the space that you're in. Absolutely. And I think, you know, just to, to wrap back up, I think that brings us back to this, you know, we're humans, we need to learn from one another, because um, that's what we're here for, um, and treating one another with kindness and grace. And I, I love that there's this theme throughout everything you shared, Quincy, about kindness. Um, and and when, we, when we operate in that space, um, what what opportunities we open up to learn from one another, um, to learn and grow, which is the whole reason why we work at colleges, right? 
is we're there to learn and grow with our students and one another. Quincy, thank you so much for the opportunity to learn and grow with you today. Thank you, Meg. It's been so wonderful talking to you and meeting you. I hope to continue this conversation with you soon. I hope so too. Friday Five Live is brought to you by Innovative Educators. Innovative Educators offers six online services for your onboarding support and training needs. Visit us at innovativeeducators.org to see how we can support your student success initiatives.